Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae is returning record amounts of money to Mississippians, whether it's through the College and Career Savings Program or the millions in unclaimed money awaiting your claim. Treasurer David McRae says get your application and claims today. Treasury.ms.gov. You're listening to the Rebel Report Podcast, where it's all old Miss all the time. Here's your host, Michael Borky. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. After Ole Miss secured an Egg Bowl win, secured a 10-win season, the second 10-win regular season, I mean, as you've heard a thousand times before already, uh, in program history and the second in the last three years. I am, of course, Michael Borky. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. And subscribe to this podcast if you have not already. If you're listening on the website, pull out your phone and your favorite podcast app and Find the Rebel Report and subscribe and leave a rating and a review. So here it is, post-game reaction show. 45 minutes of of live reaction immediately after the game ended, and uh, I'm bringing that to you uh, right now. So I hope you enjoy it. I hope you had a happy and safe Thanksgiving, and uh, enjoy your weekend. Hope for some losses. You you want some chaos, and college football is filled with chaos. You want Florida State to not make the college football playoff? You want uh, Kentucky to beat Louisville. You want Penn State to lose to Michigan State. You most easily want Arkansas to beat Missouri. Either way, Ole Miss finishing with a 10-win regular season. The floor is the Citrus Bowl likely against Iowa. That is the floor for their postseason, setting up a ton of momentum going into the uh, 12-team playoff era. So here that is now. I want to remind you before we get into it that the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. Check them out online, absms.com. That is the website. Advantage Business Systems has your Mississippi business covered. If you uh, are a business owner or you work at a Mississippi business and you guys need office technology, absms.com. That's the place to get it. Tell them I sent you. You get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need, what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you on me at absms.com. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority. They have 16 locations here in Mississippi, so there's likely one in your backyard, and they make you their priority every time you walk in. I feel like a friend when I go into my Priority One Bank location. They have an online banking platform, but it's a one-stop shop. My previous bank, I needed multiple apps to do everything that I can do with my Priority One Bank online banking platform. So here it is now, post-game reaction show uh, Ole Miss 17, Mississippi State 7, securing a 10-win season. Here that is now. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy your football weekend. Here's the uh, reaction show. And uh, just like that, the season is over. The regular season, anyway, for us around here. Welcome in. Post-game reaction show. Ole Miss wins the Egg Bowl. Just like we all thought it was going to be a defensive struggle, a low-scoring game, between Ole Miss and Mississippi State in Starkville, 17-7 to was the final. And uh, yeah, just like we all predicted, the regular season, guys, it's uh, it's over. Now, what we wait is for the weekend to, to happen, of course, and see where Ole Miss's bowl placement is going to be. There's a chance so that they can slip into an access bowl. Uh, there's a chance Mississippi State can get a, uh, a bowl game with their APR, frankly, I would reject it, but that's maybe a conversation we have um, uh, later on in the week, maybe tomorrow 
or uh, or Tuesday or uh, something. Uh, not tomorrow, uh, Sunday or Tuesday or something like that. Anyway, point being, season's over. Ole Miss uh, beats Mississippi State, moves to 10-2. and two. We'll talk about all that kind of stuff, but we also need to talk about this game that happened tonight. My name is Michael Borky. Please like the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, hit the notification bell. I would appreciate that. Also, if you're watching this after it's over, still comment. I, I really uh, I really enjoy seeing those and that uh, they help me out a ton. So uh, let's let's do a little box score stuff. And then we'll get to your comments and react to the game. A defensive struggle. One of the most painful first quarters to watch. It was like watching Iowa. That that was the first quarter. That was watching Iowa football tonight. Both defenses, uh, they, they came to play and played well and, and just punt, 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 field goal, punt, 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 missed field goal, whatever it was. A, uh, a defensive slog in the first half of this game. Uh, better offenses for both in the second half, but Ole Miss – uh, prevailed uh, thanks a, a lot to Quinshawn Judkins. Bentley was also good uh, on the ground. Uh, Dart, man, and, and here's I'll start with Jackson Dart actually because his stat line: fourteen of twenty-six for ninety-six yards and a touchdown is not good. And look, I, I saw the the reaction and I saw the people and I got a couple messages about you know when do you go to Spencer Sanders or why aren't they going to Spencer Sanders? And and I understand where that came from. And I'd be lying to you if I didn't have that thought. Myself, especially after Dart took that huge hit, which, by the way, the uh, the cojones on that guy, uh, knowing that his left shoulder is banged up, I mean, clearly uh, in pain, in a lot of pain, and knowing that he's in pain, and it's late in a close game, and he still knows he's going to take a hit and puts his head down and takes that hit anyway, uh, the dude is tough as hell. And, and then coming back in after that... Um, but but you you don't if Jackson Dart can go you don't take him out and I understand why people wanted that but he is the best quarterback on the team now maybe when he's banged up and injured and all that you can make a di- different argument but you saw it especially when he converted that that first down run right there at the end of the game to completely seal the game and win it for his team he he is the emotional heartbeat of that football team. And if he can play, even if he's hobbled and limited, you cannot, in my opinion, and you're you're free to disagree, you cannot take that dude out of the game if he is telling you he can play. Maybe, you know, they could have done some different things offensively had he been 100% or whatever. I, I understand all of that. But that is your emotional leader. That is your heartbeat. That is your tone setter. You can't take that guy out of a game if he is willing to play in it. You know what I mean? I I just, I I don't, there's more to football than just throwing, you know, passes, right? It's, it's an emotional game that requires, especially on the road um, against your rival in a close game, having that guy and and you saw that come out in the second half, uh, the, the team clearly responds to him in a way that they wouldn't respond to any of the other quarterbacks on the roster. So no, you you don't you, you don't take Sander, you don't take Jackson Dart out in that moment. I know you know it was certainly not his best night, not anywhere close. He is not anywhere close to one hundred percent. Having a few weeks off, I mean, a full month off before the bowl game is going to do uh, Ole Miss a lot, a lot, a lot of good. Uh, on the offensive line in the injury front and also uh, with Dart and getting him healthy. But uh, you, you don't make the change unless you have to. Uh, he, he is the heartbeat and the emotional leader of the team, and you saw it tonight. That dude 
is as tough as a quarterback could possibly be. I um, I admire how he plays the game so much. Uh, I do. I mean, he is just – he epitomizes toughness um, at a position that doesn't have guys that are tough like him. Uh, and, and you just – his – presence and his play of course contributed to it as well but his presence and his mindset is why Ole Miss is sitting here completing their second 10-win regular season in program history uh you can directly uh, attribute that to coaching and, and other stuff of course um Pete Golding's defense uh, being an upgrade of course but having a quarterback that has that attitude and toughness and resilience an entire team responds to that, and and you saw that again tonight. Despite playing poorly, I promise you, uh, his teammates who who already adored him uh, are absolutely loving on that guy in the locker room right now. He is their emotional leader, and, and physically, he he's putting his entire body on the line, knowing that he is just hurt like hell. You can see it. My gosh, last week he wasn't handing the ball off with his left hand. He couldn't strap his helmet with his left hand just a week ago. And uh, still lowering his shoulder and taking hits in this game shows the the kind of player and leader that he is. So um, he's not the hero for Ole Miss tonight. It's Quinshawn Judkins. He was exceptional uh, for Ole Miss tonight. He had 119 yards. It's four per three per uh, 4.3 per carry, but you guys know uh, how good he was uh, in the second half. Judkins was why uh, Ole Miss was able to to run away and win that game. Bentley had 63 on 10 carries. He was really, really good tonight. Uh, Prescorn did have that touchdown. Excellent play call there uh, and a great play fake that turned into a wide-open Prescorn. On the other side, Will Rogers, um, you know, he's not 100% either. At least it doesn't look like it. Uh, was 25 of 39 for 207. So really, uh, with the exception of a handful, uh, didn't uh, exploit or, or try to exploit the Ole Miss defense vertically. Ole Miss's defense and Mississippi State's defense, for that matter, both defenses had really, really, really good nights. I mean, held Mississippi State to under 100 yards rushing on 3.4 per carry and only 207 yards passing on 39 pass attempts. That is a really, really good night for uh, for the Ole Miss defense, and it's something that we talked about going into the game. Of course, n- nobody really saw it going down like this, but this Ole Miss defense um, has feasted on the bad offenses that they've played, and, and Mississippi State has not been a good offense all season. It's been a bad offense, and, um, and Ole Miss's defense really shut them down uh, with the exception of uh, one touchdown drive. Uh, it was a really, really good night from Ole Miss's defense. They tackled well in space for the most part, um, didn't do a great job of of getting and generating a ton of pressure, but Rodgers uh, multiple times just kind of got rid of the football before he had to because pressure was coming. So they didn't – I don't think they recorded a single sack in the game. I could be wrong, but I don't think that uh, that they did. Um, but but either way, weren't able to, to get him down much, but the pressure did generate uh, some bad throws from, uh, from Will Rodgers. So – uh, look, you know, Mississippi State's uh, looking for about to hire a new coach that is far more important for them than the results of tonight. Uh, that is a roster that is going to lose a lot of players. Uh, they're they're going to lose their best players, uh, frankly, uh, from this team. So a uh, new coach is going to have to come in and do a lot of good portaling. And uh, we'll see who that is uh, in the days to come. Uh, you know, state fans would disagree with this. Um, it, it is just my opinion when when you're uh, bringing in a new coach and and all of that, I, I don't. 
one, I don't think five and seven teams should make bowl games anyway. Uh, frankly, uh, you know, and, and I'm a big proponent of bowl games, but losing records when you're one and seven in your conference, you don't deserve to play in the postseason, in my opinion. Uh, you have seen teams reject bowl invites in the past at five and seven. I would do that here. I know they have a bowl streak uh, that they like, that they're proud of. Um, so maybe they just continue that if they are given the opportunity. Uh, I do not think a losing record should be uh, rewarded with a postseason berth. That is just um, that is just my opinion, and it's okay if you disagree. On the flip side, Ole Miss had their second 10-win regular season in program history, and it's uh, their second in the last three years uh, under Lane Kiffin. And, um, you know, back in August, if I'd have told you Ole Miss is going 10-2, and two, I didn't think they would. Frankly, my prediction was 8-4. and four. Nobody rationally thinking, uh, expected this team to go out and, and win 10 games and um, doing it with their only losses being to two of the four best teams in college football at the moment, if we're being honest, it's a really, really impressive year. Lane Kiffin clearly is is elevating the floor of the program and the program itself is changing as well. They are investing like they never have before. The NIL, uh, the collective is organized at, at Ole Miss and um, here are the fruits uh, of that labor. You guys know, if you listen to me enough, we talked going into the Georgia week about how there's this idea that uh, Lane Kiffin doesn't win big games or can't win big games. He has won 28 regular season games in three years at Old Miss. There are a lot of big games and big wins uh, in those 28 regular season wins in three years at, at Old Miss. It's an incredibly impressive run. If it doesn't end in an access bowl, it doesn't change the fact that it is, and it also doesn't change the fact that they can uh, have a one of one season with eleven regular se- or excuse me, eleven wins in a season, which is something that they've never done in the history of the program. It is uh, an outstanding coaching job from Lane Kiffin. It's an outstanding year. They should return a metric ton of guys on on both sides of the ball uh, to some degree, anyway. Guys with COVID years, impact players tonight with COVID years can return to this team. Uh, I do. I mean, I, I expect that there are going to be some staff changes. Uh, I'm not. Um, I'm not implying anything. I, I don't know a specific one. It's just kind of usually how that works. But um, Ole Miss has a ton, a ton, a ton of momentum going into the 12 team playoff era. Returning quarterback, presumably returning running back, possibly both. Uh, return, re- returning a handful of wide receivers, uh, possibly returning tight end returning a handful of pieces on defense and they're recruiting well. And and because of how well-funded they are and how successful they've been this season, they're probably going to portal well as well. So things are really, really looking up for Ole Miss. It's the conclusion without the bowl game of a wildly successful season. And, uh, and so let's talk about it. Enough of me. Let's get to you. We'll get to your comments now for however long, uh, we keep momentum here and I appreciate you guys hanging out and, uh, hope you had a very, very happy Thanksgiving and, uh, and a safe one as well. And, uh, let's talk a, a little bit of football. They just can't be easy. Can they? No, look at how good is Vegas, right? I, I mean, on paper, Ole Miss, a significantly better team than Mississippi state. And it was a 10 point game and the line was 10 and a half. I, I mean, Th- those people are so good at uh, at what they do, but ugly. But it counts. Glad to be ten and two. Just hope Dart and Bentley are okay. Yeah, that that Bentley deal was scary. I mean, took a hit. Um, 
right there in the chest. And so I know it's not, um, I, you know, I'm certainly no doctor, uh, but CJ McCollum of my Pelicans uh, got hit in kind of a similar spot and had a collapsed lung, and, and he's been out. He's working his way back, but he's been out for a few weeks because of it. Um, that was my first thought. And again, I have no idea what I'm looking at. So that, but that was just my first thought when, when he got hit there in the, the side of the, the ribs there and, and was, was acting the way that he did, that was a, a scary scene. And, and of course, uh, you, you hope that he's okay. Um, Dart's not okay, uh, but he's playing anyway. That's just, um, that's just him, man. That, that is, that is just him. The, the way he plays the game is, um, it's different, man. I mean, whenever he leaves Ole Miss at the end of next year, uh, he should be remembered as as one of the greats at the school. I mean, he he really should. And I know that the numbers aren't as good yet as like Chad Kelly's year uh, or whatever. But the the it's the way he plays the game is uh, should be something that fans remember forever. I mean, he's he's that type of quarterback, just just tough as hell. What a game! Golding earned his money today. We've been talking about it all season. I, I mean, I, there, there were still people uh, last week or two weeks ago that were trying to tell you that he's actually not good and, and stuff like that. And I, I just they, they have been vastly improved as a unit all season. They, they are much better coached. They are lacking personnel in, a, in, I mean, basically every spot in terms of high-end SEC talent. Pete Golding squeezed the most out of that personnel uh, on that side of the ball this year, and, and they beat Mississippi State because of defense. They beat Arkansas because of defense. Um, I mean, they, they have uh, – I mean, the two-lane game defense kept them in that game uh, as well. And, and, hell, I mean, they got four stops at the end – or three stops in the fourth quarter at the end of the LSU game. You know, without that, it's it's not the same. They have um, had a really nice year defensively. It, it was a dramatic improvement from a year ago, and they showed you again tonight that – that um, they are much. It was a very good decision to move on from Chris Partridge, and to to invest what they're investing, which is a lot of money. I mean, Pete Golding's a top ten coordinator in in all of college football, just like uh, his boss and, and Kiffin with, with their salaries paid off. That that was a worthy investment this year, and and he's recruiting extremely well. Go look at their defensive line class, and and they're not done yet. So on the field, that decision to go after Pete Golding and pay him what it took to get him to leave Alabama to come to Ole Miss, and you can debate the merits of if he left or whatever. I'm not doing that tonight. Uh, but still, they are bearing the fruits of that investment uh, right now uh, with Pete Golding, both on the field, completing this season. They don't win 10 games without him. And also, if you look at recruiting, you think Dart has a bad shoulder injury. The obvious game plan was to just run it and stop them on defense. Hopefully, team can heal up for the bowl game. Yeah, he's not He's not anywhere close to 100%. But he'll play in the bowl game because you, you, you're going to say that he's not going to play? You're going to tell that kid that he can't play? Good luck. Judkins was a dog. Yeah, man, his, his yards after contact uh, are special. Um, he's been like that all season, you know, really, uh, as, uh, as Judkins. But tonight, man, uh, put the team on his back. Uh, there, there were a handful of plays that were stuffed, and, and he just – his balance and physicality got them out of it. He was special tonight. Your Bulldog defense came to play offense, could never get the running game going. Congrats, Ole Miss. Yeah, Luke, and, and, and as we talked about leading up to the game, I, I know that you know you want 
you want to win the Egg Bowl. Of course you do. Uh, but the the next hire, whoever is hired and their success is far more important than what happened tonight. Um, you, you hate losing to your rival, of course, but it, it is far more important to get the hire correct. And um, and we will see. We will see. State played better than you thought they would. They did play well. Um, Knox did a nice job uh, getting them prepared uh, f- for this game. Defensively, I mean, Watson. Watson shut Ole Miss's offense down by himself in the first half. That dude is, I mean, he's, an, he's a starter possibly in the NFL next year. Uh, I mean, that he is... He's athletic, he's fast, he can cover, he can get after the quarterback, and he's a sure tackler. I mean, he he by himself kept Ole Miss's offense in check in the first half. What do you have, 15 tackles in the first half? Something like that. Um, he, he is an absolute superstar, and um, I hope the Saints draft him uh, because um, I, I want him on my team. Buki, Nathaniel Buki Watson can play on my team anytime. What an absolute superstar that guy was. And he gave Ole Miss fits, man, all night. I mean, he was uh, – even when Ole Miss had it schemed well where they had the protection from the back end to stop him blitzing, he still created havoc. He is just special, and he was great tonight. You hate to lose, but the boys put up a good fight. They did. They, they, they did. There is – again, I know – you know, losing the Egg Bowl is, is 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 hard as a fan. You you hate it. You can't stand it. But the the dudes, the, the guys were prepared. They they played well. And um, yeah, had to turn off the TV at halftime and put it on your phone off to the side because even though I'm not superstitious, I'm a little stitious. <laughs> Love the office reference. Without the Golding hire, you believe Ole Miss would have finished seven and five at best. They certainly. They certainly do not finish 10-2. and two. Absolutely not without Pete Goldie. 100% agree. Jackson Dart plays lights out, literally. Yeah, man, I, I thought his night was done. I even put on Twitter, I was like, uh, uh, what did I say? That Spencer Sanders is going to have to earn his salary tonight or something like that. And then Jackson Dart comes in the next play. It was like, how the hell is he in the game right now? But anyway. You got the score wrong, but we're right in your prediction. You said it wouldn't be a blowout because they don't blow anyone out. They don't. They uh, they don't. You swear the whole team wasn't at your house eating turkey? I've got so much turkey left over. Oh, I, I cannot wait for the next uh, few days. When do they make a rule change for Kiffin faking injuries? Well, Lane didn't fake any injuries, but um, I – I don't know. I mean, you you know what's goofy about that? What's funny about that is, is Lane is the one that – has openly been like, you have to stop this because people are going to use it and they're not stopping it. So he's like, I'm going to use it. I mean, he he warned people that, hey, I'm going to do this if you don't stop people from doing this, uh, which cracks me up. But they, they've got to do something. I, I, I don't like it personally. Um, I, I, other teams do it. It's it's not exclusive to Ole Miss. And, and when other teams do it, I roll my eyes just as much as I do when Pegues went down tonight. Um, but it's it's going to be very difficult to enforce. I mean, maybe if the play has to stop for you, you have to sit until the drive is over, something like that. They'll, they'll figure it out. Play calling is handicapping. Ole Miss State was blitzing their linebackers every single play, and we never once had a shallow crosser to attack it. Recruiting number one on the field, play caller. Number two, have to address it. Yeah, and, you know, it's a little difficult tonight. When when your quarter look, your quarterback is really hurt, and 
your tackles couldn't play. Now, that's not excusing it. There were a lot of times where I thought that they were being really conservative and uncreative offensively, but it is tough um, to, to operate offense when both tackles are gone and your quarterback is really, really banged up. Sometimes you've got to protect the kid. I, I understand that. I understand that. But I, that, I, I'm freezing up here because I just there, there's nothing more I can add to if he can go because of what he means emotionally to the team. You have to let him go. You have to. Another game where Ole Miss fans only blame Charlie for the offensive play calling woes. I mean, it's not like Kiffin had to play had a play sheet the entire time. But what do I know? Yeah, I talk about that often. I uh, it, it does for some reason Kiffin gets absolved of blame for bad offense when he's got a headset on and a play sheet on. I mean, he has said himself that every play goes through him, and he has veto power on every single play. So if he doesn't stop or veto it, that means he endorses it. He is just as much to blame for a bad offensive performance as Charlie Weiss, but for some reason he gets completely absolved of it. I even saw somebody on Twitter say after the pre-scorn touchdown, well, that must have been a Kiffin play call. It's like that, that that's incredibly unfair, especially when none of us have any idea who was calling what tonight and who schemed what tonight. Uh, if the offense is bad, both of them are to blame. If the offense is good, both of them uh, deserve credit. But when it's bad, only Weiss gets blamed. And when it's good, only Kiffin gets credit. I don't think that's particularly fair. You can't wait for Iowa and the bowl game. What a contrasting style, uh, contrast of styles that's going to be. I'm not totally convinced they're not going to make an access bowl. I mean, it's college football. Weird things happen, right? Uh, we will have to see. Judkins did get to 1,000 tonight. Yes, he did. He got to 1,000. That stiff arm, though, was nasty. You are not kidding. My goodness. My goodness, that was nasty. You're glad that State can get onto a new coach, hopefully a good one, including staff. It's going to move quickly, it uh, it sounds like. Caught it close this afternoon with all the injuries on both sides, plus Ole Miss doesn't run it up on anyone, even when healthy. Not even really Vanderbilt. I mean, they kind of struggled to put them away, too. So that's their thing this year. Dart's limitations were exploited tonight. You were actually crying for a change of quarterback for a position or two in the second half. What His limitations were exploited. What were those limitations? If you're talking about injury, then I, I hear you. I, I understand. But if you're talking about limitations in play, that wasn't his issue tonight. He's hurt bad. I just to, – to have the season that he just had and, and to talk about limitations being exploited – I just, I just, I just disagree with you, and that's okay. I'm, I'm glad you're here. I, I just don't think that his his limitations were exploited tonight. I think the dude is hurt bad, and he's the emotional leader. So they didn't make a change. Hate to say it, but Ole Miss will get embarrassed in an NY six bowl game. Why do you say that? I mean, look, I. I Forgive me for being the the spin guy tonight, but that's what I'm going to be. I, I mean, have you watched Penn State play? They don't beat everybody by four touchdowns. Have you watched Louisville play? I mean, they're they're scraping by. 
they're lucky to be where they are right now. And they have a loss to, at the time, a two and eight Pittsburgh team. I mean, they, they beat LSU. You know, Missouri should have lost to Florida last week. At, I think people sometimes only watch their team and think that everybody else is like winning comfortably. Washington, I mean, go go look at Washington's game logs over the last few weeks. You know, that's a team that if they don't lose, they make the playoff. I mean, that, that's a top four team at the moment. I mean, go look at their game logs. Florida State. Florida State had to return a punt for a touchdown to beat Miami at home. You, you know, so just because I, – anyway, point being – Whoever they could get matched up with in an NY6 Bowl has had the exact game that Ole Miss played tonight. The exact game that they've played tonight. This is wild. What's happening now? You're pumped for the future? Yeah. I mean, as early as next year, considering what they have returning. I mean, we will spend the offseason now talking about, because of the 12-team playoff, and this is why I've argued for it for years, and, and this is why people like, Barrett Salee, who advocated that it shouldn't expand because, well, Alabama's too good. We will spend an entire offseason in Mississippi realistically talking about a team's playoff chances for an entire offseason. Do you know how good that is for the health of the sport? Because it's not just Mississippi, right? It's programs all over the country that that haven't sniffed the playoff that now their season feels so much bigger. I love it. Want to bet Charlie is not here next season? I don't know. Uh, I I, I kind of have a feeling that that's going to change, but I, that's only a feeling and nothing more. Just happy to get to 10 wherever the bowl they get is icing. Why did Tom Luke get angry? I have no idea. Uh, it's not confirmed that Ole Miss is going to Orlando. I mean, if Missouri loses, then Ole Miss will play in an access bowl. At least I think they will. I don't think Penn State's losing, but they could. You know, they, they they could. It's college football. It happens. Louisville, Florida, Louisville could lose to Kentucky, and Florida State could be left out of the playoff. There, there are scenarios that can happen this weekend that can change that. Uh, so don't – I mean, if you want to reserve a hotel that's fully refundable upon cancellation, then go for it. But it's not confirmed as of this moment. Almost needs a ton of secondary help and O-line help in the portal. Linebacker would be nice as well. Wide receiver tight end depends on who comes back. Yeah, they, and they will seek all of that. They will uh, They will seek all of that. Good to see you too, man. Uh, good to see you too. Will Rogers trying to run a pro-style offense is the funniest thing Ole Miss fans have seen since Brett Favre took Bulldog fans' government money. Here's the thing, though. Uh, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not going to actually do this tonight because it kind of feels like piling on somebody that just played his last game at his school. But um, the, the back half of last year in the air raid wasn't good either. Pete Golding is legit. Yes, he is. Did Knox have to drive that ATV slowly off the field? I think somebody else did that for him, but, you know. Imagine if Ole Miss lands some portal wide receivers who can stay healthy next year. Uh, I can guarantee you they will get at least one. Very conservative offensive game plan. I uh, I agree. I agree. It felt almost too conservative early. I think they were protecting Dart a little bit. Really need a bowl win this year. Don't always go to a bowl game, but when 
they do. They usually win. Yeah, Ole Miss is like top five in bowl win percentage or uh, or something, uh, something like that. Usually pretty good. Kiffin uh, has not been so far. How did the trainer not rule that a concussion on the dart hit? I guess they didn't think it was one. And yes, that is an NFL rule where they take the helmet until they go through a thing. But I think that was, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Um, I thought he wasn't going to play for the rest of the night, but obviously he's fine mentally anyway. After that big hit, he it woke him up and he balled out. He did. He did play well after that. Dart is a baller. Yes, yes, he absolutely is. If Dart comes back next season, he will. Uh, he will probably go down as the best quarterback in Ole Miss history, not named Manning. It's possible if he puts up good numbers. You excited about a bowl game? It doesn't matter if it's New Year's Six or not. I mean, the, the worst they're going to do is the Citrus Bowl game they've never played in. And it'll be against Iowa, a top 25 team in the Citrus Bowl. I mean, that, that is the floor. That, that is the floor for uh, for Ole Miss is, is the Citrus Bowl against Iowa because they're not beating the winner of Ohio State and Michigan. Now, they're, I mean, they're not coming anywhere close to beating the winner of Ohio State and Michigan. So the floor is the Citrus Bowl against Iowa. That is a good season. That is a great, excuse me, that is a great season. Um, winning 10 games, again, th- see, that's the that's the thing about this, the narrative about Kiffin and big games that drove me nuts so much. I mean, we're talking about Ole Miss here. That's their second 10-win regular season ever, ever, like ever. And it's happened two of the last three years. Uh, I've, that, that talking point was so stupid a couple of weeks ago, and too many national people just like perpetuated this idea that he's actually not that good of a coach. It's so so stupid and yet here we are but anyway talking about a team's playoff chances isn't the same as their national title chances fans will be disenchanted when the new blood gets blown out the first couple of years beat teams in the regular season no they won't i I disagree with you so much curtis i love you to death man i just i disagree with you completely that look i again we talked about this the other night i grew up on Furman football Totally different deal than than the SEC. I get it. But the feeling of a home playoff game in Paladin Stadium is a feeling that I have not replicated as a sports fan. It is incredible. It is incredible. And I've been to playoff games in which they everybody knew they weren't winning a national championship. They weren't good enough. But by God, they had a playoff game that they wanted. It was, it was awesome. Uh, a, a playoff game against a Penn State is so much better than the Cotton Bowl. It is. It will be. And, and it, you know, maybe not for you, but for the for fans at large of schools like Ole Miss and South Carolina and Wisconsin and those kind of programs that haven't been able to get to the playoff, but realistically making it now and having a chance at a home game where Penn State comes to your place or Oklahoma comes to your place or Southern Cal comes to your place, or you go there and you win a playoff game and you get a shot at Ohio State, that's intoxicating for a fan. That's intoxicating. So, no, I I disagree with you completely. The the opportunity at making the playoff is so much better than the opportunity at making an access bowl. I mean, just say that out loud. Say that making the playoff is not better than making an access bowl. 
But just I disagree with you completely. I love you, but I disagree with you. Will Dart be back next year? Yes. Uh, that I mean, barring a change, I mean, that they told people – people within the program have been told that he will return. So there you go. I have no update on uh, on Matt Corral. I know that he's been around Oxford recently, and people have seen him, so that's that's good. But I don't know about his football future. It doesn't sound like there there might be one. They can have design runs with a healthy quarterback takes the offense to another le- another level. Absolutely, it does, and uh, and they still did it tonight despite his uh, his injury. But yeah, and so you can probably expect to see more of that in the bowl game when he's uh, when he's he's back to to being healthy. Ole Miss could be a really competitive team with a good mix of high school and portal talent if they handle the offseason well. Uh, absolutely. And look, it's it's pretty obvious that, uh, that they are emphasizing recruiting high school a little bit more. Now, it's not going to be – I mean, they're still – they found a, a niche in the portal, and it's working for them, so they're still going to do that. But they, they are having success in the high school ranks as well. It's a nice balance. This defensive line class – is um is the kind of defensive line class that Georgia signs. I mean, it's what three four stars and a five star. Now Georgia does that every year, but you you get my point. I mean that so so that is working well. They they are they are very clearly and and other people have pointed this out first. It's not a unique thought to me, but they they are very clearly um, altering their recruiting strategy at least a little bit. Why are they doing that? Maybe it's a realization that that Kiffin knows that he needs to to build the program because he's not leaving anymore, or at least not um, in the way that he expected. Maybe it's Pete Golding. Maybe it's they're realizing that they can have more success in high school. I don't know what it is, but they're clearly doing it. Yeah, Rogers, he's he's a good dude. He's a really good guy, and um, uh, used his NIL for charity purposes, you know, I mean, I'm sure he's making money too, but, um, that's not all he cared about. He's a good dude. It's, um, yeah, I agree with you. He's, he's hard not to root for. He's a good kid. He'll do well in whatever he chooses to do. A lot of people think he's going to hit the portal and and go somewhere. There's been a a rumor for weeks now about Southern Miss. Um, that is interesting because they still need quarterback play, but, I mean, they brought in like four quarterbacks this year, and they all kind of stink. And so it makes you wonder why that is. Um, is it they they keep bringing in bad quarterbacks, or are they not? You know, but either way, um, he's got another year of eligibility in college. I mean, I, I don't mean to be rude, but um, he's not an NFL quarterback. So if you got a year left and you want to keep playing ball, go play ball, man. And if he wants to really keep playing ball, I, I mean, you know, the XFL is there and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'll be rooting for him wherever he goes and wherever he ends up. Wherever he, uh, ends up. Curtis, this is why I love this format right here. You say that's a unique insight and brings more substance to the argument than anyone else has. Appreciate the insight. I just don't like that the players didn't have a seat at the college football playoff expansion table. I, I hear you, man. I appreciate you being here. So going back to the question you asked a few weeks ago, is Lane Kiffin up 
there to be one of the best coaches to lead the Ole Miss football program after having 28 regular season wins in three years. Um, Lane Kiffin is the best coach at Ole Miss since fought, and it's kind of a low bar to to clear, but he is. He's now more accomplished than Hugh Freeze. Uh, He's more accomplished than David Cutcliffe. Yeah, he's he's the best coach in Vaught. Vaught won national championships. So I know the era was different, but yes, he is the best coach at Ole Miss since since Vaught. And Vaught was when my dad was born. So it's it's been quite some time, but yes, he is. Well, hey, that'd be more upbeat now. Depends on who they hire as a coach. Depends on who they hire as a coach. He was, man. I love that guy. I absolutely love that guy. He is truly, genuinely an incredible guy. Just a wonderful person. Cares about his family. Deeply cares about his friends. Um, He's a great guy. He was a downer this week. Yeah, I mean, he just brought the whole mood down all week long. I just didn't expect them to have a shot, and they kind of did there for – not kind of. They did there for a while. uh, Yeah, it depends on who they hire, though. There, there's a couple of candidates out there, names that have been floated out there, that if they hire, he's not going to be more upbeat. Now, we'll see if they, we'll see if they do. I wouldn't read into Lane's post game uh, about Texas A and M. I mean, I guess it's. I mean, I guess it's possible that he goes and this whole thing has been kept under wraps the whole time. And everybody that covers A&M has said from the beginning, there's no shot. And, you know, maybe that changes and he goes. But there's nothing about um, what he said in his postgame interview that should make you think that um, that the no, don't don't read into that. Again, I guess it's possible, but don't don't read into the postgame. What about Walker Howard? Will he have a chance to win the starting position? No. Do I have a, do I think he has a chance to be good? Yes, but no, nobody's taking Jackson Dart's job. That is Jackson Dart's football team. Yeah, nobody's taking that job. You would have a mutiny if if somebody if they even tried. No, that's his job. It's the second 10-win season ever. True, right. Like, it's kind of a flawed stat because they started playing 12 games since 2002, but still, man. Um, Second 10-win regular season in program history. It's still a, a, a remarkable accomplishment. I have no idea when they changed the name to Vaught Hemingway. That is a question for somebody, uh, somebody else. Did Haydad win his bet against Richard for his steak or barbecue ribs, whatever they decided on? Yes, he did, because uh, Richard gave him 14 and a half or 13 and a half. So, yeah, Haydad won. Personally, you think Ole Miss will play their best game in the bowl game. It matters what rank you finish at the end of the year with the 12-team playoff. Yeah, absolutely. If they finish top 10, they'll get the benefit of it next year, especially returning what um, what they return. Yeah, that'll be yeah, I mean, regardless of the bowl result, though, honestly, they, they'll still be a, a top 15 team going into next season with what they return. Absolutely, they will. 
The Walker Howard Austin Simmons quarterback battle will be solid. If it happens, would be a very good problem for Ole Miss to have. Yeah, that'll. I assume uh, that'll be for uh, they'll battle for backup reps next year. But here's the problem: Simmons will be playing baseball, so all spring and into the summer, it's Dart and Howard. That's all it is. So. Um, Yeah. Do you love this show? Thank you. I love you too. Somebody stole your depression meds last night. Hope they're happy. Yep, Richard has to buy and Haydad needs to bring his appetite A game. Yeah, and I won. So I owed Haydad a stake. And then we did double or nothing and I won the double or nothing. So he owes me now. So what he should know. So Richard owes him and he owes me. So what he should do is just have Richard pay me so he is absolved of my debt that's what he should do why do i say kiffin's not leaving anymore i mean i'm i'm he he certainly could uh he certainly could i just uh, look i i mean unless this has been the most secretive coaching search of all time which, again, it's possible there are surprises in coaching searches. But unless the Texas A&M coaching search has been the most secretive smokescreen search in the history of searches, there, there's no reason at this point to think that he's taking the job. Now, again, it could be super-duper secret, but there, there's nothing pointing to him and A&M as of this moment. So that's why. But um, if you're talking about like moving forward, if A&M does happen to hire somebody else, it's because how many jobs are going to come open that are, you know, the, the list just continues to get smaller and smaller. Uh, there, there's, there's not many jobs that pay top 10 salaries that are coming open here soon. So I think it's in part because of Ole Miss's investment and, and in part because there's not going to be the options uh, out there. But if you're talking short-term A&M, I'm, again, could be just the most smoke-screened coaching search of all time. But, man, nobody that covers that program has indicated that he is somebody that they're even looking at. Could he be? I guess so. Is 2024 the year Deion Smith finally plays a game at Ole Miss? Yeah, if he gets his grades up. Sounds like that's going to happen, though. Of the top 15 teams, Louisville and Oklahoma are the only two to lose to non-top 15 teams. It's been that kind of year. In, uh, in college football. Louisville's loss is really, really bad. Really bad. And I think Penn State's resume kind of stinks. So, really enjoyed my coverage this season. Hard to believe that we're done with the regular season. Isn't that just the worst? Isn't that terrible that we're done with it already? But basketball's here, and uh, the basketball teams are winning, so that's fun. Uh, we still have bowl season and stuff like that to talk about. But, yeah, it's kind of a bummer uh, to know. Kiffin is leaving every year. Got to embrace it and learn to love it. It means uh, they had a great year. Yeah, and, you know, as as people say all the time, if your coach is on hot boards, it means he's winning at your place and other people want him. I mean, what would you rather have, a coach that never wins enough to where other people want him or a coach that wins enough to where people want him? I, I would take the, the, the wins over the, you know, the alternative. So... Kiffin has gotten something every time he's almost left, not just contract money either. The NIL is where it's at due to some of his demands. Um, in part, 
for sure. I mean, because there was the there was the leak or whatever that um, Auburn had ten times more money or whatever in their collective, which was never true. But they raised millions uh, off of that. It's not going to be hard to fundraise this offseason, though. After winning ten games, I, I think they will be fine in uh, in that regard. But still. Does the win hurt the rankings chance to move up since it was close to a non-ranked team? I guess it depends on what happens behind them, possibly. I mean, because the committee is just so full of shit. Forgive my language, but they are. I mean, they're just making it up as they go along. They use uh, one set of rules for one team and a different set of rules for another team, and they're so inconsistent and all over the place, and it doesn't make any sense at all. So it's possible uh, that they use it. Uh, Just hope for losses this weekend, And, and I think they're coming. It's just, it's college football. Losses come, man, especially on this weekend. But yeah, they certainly could because that's what they do. The, the committee's awful. The, the, this process is awful. The 14 playoff process is awful. Uh, the, the way that they have gone about the rankings is a shame, really. Um, bunch of suits in a room just making it up as they go along. No consistency whatsoever. And here, here it is right here. Over his four years at Ole Miss, Kiffin has the third most regular season in SEC wins in the conference. That's no fluke. And I think that speaks to more than just Kiffin, too. I think, obviously, he's a major, major part, but it also shows that Ole Miss does have the infrastructure to support a good coach that can win, right? At least that's what I think it means. But uh, but anyway. All right, y'all. I'm uh, I'm going to go to bed. I don't know if you can hear my voice. Uh, I'm I'm losing it. Because I'm getting sick. I can feel it in my head. I can feel it in my throat. And it's not going to be fun. But for now, but for now, I am okay and I'm surviving. Uh, rivalry weekend will be great. I can just sit on my couch and do nothing and take Dayquil and watch football for two days. It's going to be awesome. So uh, you think it says both sides have held up their end of their bargain? Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yep. Oh, it is a... Good partnership on both sides uh, as of as of this moment. So anyway, thank you guys so much. I appreciate you. We'll be back Sunday. We'll be back Sunday night. Sunday night, 8 o'clock on Sunday. 8 o'clock sharp Sunday. Talking football. Rivalry weekend. I'll see you all then. Y'all have a good rest of your night. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.